Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. You can rent a car, a house, even that little black party dress. So why not rent the stuff you need for your home, too? The place to do it is errands. Choose from thousands of new products from the brands you love, online or in store. Pick a payment plan that fits your budget and pay a little at a time until it's yours forever. But if life changes, you can return it anytime or even upgrade it with something new. Rent what you need. It's better at errands. Approval not guaranteed. Restrictions apply. See store for details. Hi, it's Gabby Reese, and this podcast is powered by Laird Superfood. It was created in our kitchen by my husband, big wave surfer Laird Hamilton, and it all started with a simple idea. What began as Laird's secret for long-lasting energy on the waves is now Laird Superfood, offering a full range of delicious plant-based creamers, coffee, greens, and more. Visit LairdSuperfood.com and use the code GABBY2024 and save 20% on your first order. Welcome to Cavs HQ presented by Betway. Thank you for joining us on the Cleveland Cavaliers Radio Network. Now, here are your hosts, Tim Alcorn and Jim Jones. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Cavs HQ presented by Betway on the Cavaliers Radio Network. Great to have you with us as we now enter 2022. And of course, the Cavs got the new year off with a nice win on Sunday when they upended Indiana 108 to 104. So Jim Jones, as always, great to have you with us. And boy, we're going to have some fun on this week's show. We're going to go back in time a little bit, not too far back, but Gav's legend Daniel Booby Gibson's going to stop by and pay us a visit. And then we'll hear from perhaps the premier voice in the NBA on the radio side, Tim Roy, the play-by-play voice of the Golden State Warriors. Yeah, it makes for a very special time. Of course, Booby in 2006 uh, with the Cavaliers. And then, of course, Tim Roy, who became family. And the reason I say family is because four straight years in a row, he had to look at my ugly face uh, when we made the trip to Golden State. But uh, some great insights, Tim, some great insights. Yeah, we look forward to hearing from Daniel Booby Gibson. Uh, Of course, uh, his 2007 Eastern Conference Finals performance against Detroit, one of the greatest moments in Cavaliers history. I'm sure we'll touch on that. And then again, Tim Roy talking about Golden State. What a resurgence for that team this year. So we've got all sorts of ground to cover. Stay with us. When we come back, we'll get things started with Daniel Booby Gibson. He's going to settle into the Legends chair and join Jim Jones and yours truly, Tim Elcourt. So stay with us. It's Cavaliers HQ, presented by Betway on the Cavaliers Radio Network. Welcome back, Cavs HQ, presented by Betway on the Cavaliers Radio Network. Great to have you with us, Tim Elcourt, along with Jim Jones. And Jim, once again, has opened up that black book of his and settling into the Legends chair on Cavs HQ. 
is Cavalier legend Daniel Booby Gibson, who, of course, played seven years with the Cavaliers back in the early to mid-2000s, you can say. And, Booby, it is great to have you on the show, although uh, we understand uh, we kind of had to roust you a little bit early out there in California. Uh, before <laughs> we talk about your Cavs playing days, uh, what are you up to out on the West Coast? Oh, man, just, you know, enjoying life. I got a couple couple businesses I'm invested in on this side of the world that I've been taking care of. Um, spending some time with my AAU team, trying to get my, my kids to that NBA level and just preparing them as men. And then being a dad, it's probably been the most fun. I've had the opportunity to w- watch my son grow up. So that's probably been the, f- the most fun part. Booby, uh, I just want to co- uh, commend you because you being a fundamental part of our Cavs family and some of the great recent history, I know you've got some viewpoints, especially when you see the play of uh, young Garland. Can you talk a little bit about him? Oh, man, I just see the confidence just coming out for that kid uh, every single game. And the beauty of it is when he first came in, I know he had injuries that he was battling and, and a few different things. But it's just he's just been a sponge from the start. So I didn't know exactly when that light would, would switch on, but I knew it was coming just because I saw the work that he would always put in. And we always saw flashes. But now I just see him putting the total package together. I mean, dropping downs, making plays, making the game easier for all his teammates. I mean, he covering all the bases. I said at the beginning of the year, I was hoping that he would turn into an all-star, but I think he's he's stamped that already. Booby, you mentioned the fact that you can see Darius's confidence growing. Uh, Looking back on your career, how long did it take for you to feel fully confident in the NBA that, hey, I belong on this floor. I can compete with these guys. (laughs) Well, for me... I think it kind of clicked in mid-season, my my rookie year, because I it was a, my journey was a little different. In order for me to even have an um to stay on the team for the whole year, I had to really earn my spot of uh, being a second round pick. So for me, my mentality was I had to outwork every single guy on that roster every single day. So I never took a day off as far as getting to the gym first or leaving the gym last. And like mid-season, um, Coach Brown put me out there one time and I missed a three in the corner. And we come to the timeout and Coach was like, if I'm going to put you in the game, I'm going to need you to make those shots. And at first I was like, well, that's a tough way to kind of um, motivate me. <laughs> you know, I kind of put a little fear in my heart. But at the same time, I knew how much work I had put in and I knew how much time I had invested. And the, the players on the team um, believed in me as well. So. The next opportunity I got to shoot the ball, I let it go. And um, that's what I was talking about, that confidence. And once it went in, I looked at Coach and pointed at him. And from there, I knew he had the confidence in me as well. So I know Coach Biggerstaff giving him the ball and all of that kind of plays into him just turning into that, you know, that ultimate point guard that we um pretty sure all knew he could be. Well, let's break that down, Booby, just a little bit more. You know, because in this new game, the way the game is played, it's all on the shoulders of guard play. Yes, sir. Uh, what are some of the specifics that guards have to be responsible for as far as running a team? I think initially when you come into the NBA, it's about pace. Because you come in, you think That's right. you thinking you got the game under control, but you're not understanding that these guys out on this floor wingspan, 6'10", 11, 7 feet. So they cover ground really quick. And at first, it kind of catches you off guard because 
pretty much your whole life, you've been able to do what you want to do whenever you got the basketball. So I think understanding pace, understanding that every single guy at this level is can really play. And I think once you adjust to, to the pace of the game and it starts to slow down for you, which I saw it slowing down for him last year, even the year before that. But like I said, injuries kind of would, would, would take him off pace with that. But this year, I just see the game slowing down for him. He may, he's making reads before they happen. And it's just making the rest of the team so confident and just giving him the ball and running and finding their spots, you know, and just getting ready to attack because they know at this point that DG is probably going to make the right play for them to get the best shot. Boy, great insights. Daniel Booby Gibson, our guest on Cavs HQ, presented by Betway as Booby settles into the legend's chair. And <laughs> Booby, just this team overall, uh, as you look at this Cavalier team, Jim and you have referenced Darius Garland, but uh, the entire basketball squad, uh, they've opened up a lot of eyes. Uh, I'm sure even on the West Coast, you're keeping it's... track. Uh, just your thoughts on the way this team has performed so far this year. Man, just the way that they've just come together as a unit and just the identity of the cast. See, that was a big thing for me. Even when we were losing games, I think the, the reason why the, the city bagged us and they were in love with us because we represented that that cloth of the city, just how hard you go, that, that grit, that grind, that never giving up, that just mentality that you're going to fight to the bitter end. And that's what I see in this team right here. I see them coming together. And just playing as a unit. I mean, if you go to Evan Moby, the young kid, I feel like he the rookie of the year, in my opinion. Um, I feel like you get a, a guy like Kevin Love who kind of settles into his role and just lets all the guys, you know, feel more comfortable. Jared Allen stepping into that paint and making it a problem for everybody coming around. I think every single player on the team, from my vantage point, seems to have accepted their role and just being a star in their role. And I think that changes the dynamic of your team when everybody buys in, no matter where you at on the road or at home, and giving it giving it they are, that really gives God, gives your team the best chance to win every night in the league. Booby, what do you think our chances are as far as making the playoffs and then getting past that first round? Or or am I asking too much? <laughs> I mean, hey, 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 Jim, I'm with you. I feel like right now we're figuring it out as far as winning. And so, you know, winning in the playoffs is also a little bit different. That's a that's a different ball game when you get to the playoffs. But the first step that I know these guys have is just that unity. They don't seem to get flustered no matter what arena they playing in, no matter what crowd they facing. They seem to have that 15 guy in the bunker mentality that we don't care what the other team is doing. We know what we came to do. And as long as we do that to the best of our abilities, that we'll give ourselves a chance to win. And literally every single night watching these guys play, switching guys in and out of the lineup every night, I just feel like they all have that same mentality. And that's how you build the culture. So I want to commend um, Coach on starting that culture and getting guys to buy in to the philosophy of um, really what it takes to win in the league because it's not easy. It don't matter if you're playing the worst team or the best team. It's hard to get W's um, on that floor. Our guest is Daniel Booby Gibson as he joins us in the Legends chair. He talked about the playoffs. Well, we're going to take a quick timeout, and when we come back, we'll talk about the 2007 Eastern Conference Finals. That may have been Daniel Booby Gibson's most legendary <laughs> moment in a Cavaliers uniform. We're going to have some fun 
rehashing and reliving that. So stay with us. Daniel Booby Gibson, our guest on Cavs HQ, presented by Betway. More with Booby after this on the Cavaliers Radio Network. Bergeau, lob to LeBron, pass down deep to Damon Jones, out to Booby, three ball, got it! 73-67, timeout Detroit! The Detroit Pistons have been booby-trapped! Welcome back, Cavs HQ, presented by Betway on the Cavaliers Radio Network. Tim Elborn along with Jim Jones and our guest, Daniel Booby Gibson. Seven years, a Cleveland Cavalier was drafted in the second round, as he alluded to in the first segment in 2006, and of course was a part of that Cavaliers Eastern Conference Championship team in the 06-07 season, his rookie campaign. And uh, Booby, I teased it before we took the break. Uh, Boy, that 2007 Eastern Conference Finals, and boy, your moment to shine, Game 6, the clinching game, what was then Gundarina, now Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse, uh, when you absolutely tore up the Detroit Pistons, 31 points, uh, one of Joe Tate's greatest calls, the Pistons just got booby-trapped. Kind of <laughs> set that whole stage for us and how that all unfolded after LeBron's Herculean effort in Game 5 to put the Cavs on the cusp of the Eastern Conference Championship. Oh, man, I'm literally getting goosebumps. Just just thinking, of, I, I literally go back to that moment whenever um, – whenever we talk about it. But yeah, it really started from LeBron. You know, he scored that 28 points in a row the night before. <laughs> the night before, the, he came to me before the, the, before the next game and was like, hey, there's gonna be some shots out there. Just be ready to shoot. So now if you rewind a little bit before the playoffs started, I wasn't really getting con- consistent minutes. Like I would get put out there here, and get put out there um, there. But then we played, when we played the Wizards, he threw me out there to guard Gilbert Arenas when we had gotten a little bit of foul trouble. And again, I, that was just me earning his trust throughout the playoffs. And then we finally got to those Pistons. I think he had, he we had formed the trust. And I really can't tell you that the night before, I just knew that I was gonna get some open shots. So I came in with the mindset that, you know, if we wanna win the game, other guys are going to have to make some plays because I knew that they were going to try to double and do some different things with LeBron. Now, I can't say I anticipated (laughs) knocking down all of the shots, but, you know, as a shooter, once you get rolling and once you see one go in and then that that, that crowd that night, I just feel like they kind of just carried me to the end. And once two or three of them went in and we got got to the end of the game, I knew that they would continue to double Brian because if you stop, you know, then he's gonna go on a tear. And so they had they continued to double him. And I just continued to find every open spot on that floor. And all the guys at that point started finding me with the ball. And um, yeah, the rest is history. I mean, <laughs> that was I, that that was my the best night of my NBA career, just because um being a second round pick, not really getting the opportunity or not not necessarily not getting the opportunity, but wanting more of an opportunity. And then finally getting it, I just feel like, again, that's why me and those Cavs fans have that. We got that connection because I feel like they felt what I was going through and we we all kind of got over the hump at, at that game. Booby, in 2006, LeBron James was in his prime. Yes, sir. What was it like to play with such greatness? 
Man, LeBron, I think the, the best part about him, man, is he never changed. He was, even when I was saying I was fighting to be the first person in the gym, I was fighting with LeBron to be the first person, <laughs> the first person there. And that says a lot with him being at that, still is the best player in the world. So um, he kind of set the example for myself and um, from there took me under his wing. And I, any opportunity I get to thank him, I come across any of those guys, I tell him I appreciate him because he let, he gave me the blueprint on how to um, last in that league. Booby, I want to go back to game six with one more question because every kid who's ever dribbled a basketball in the driveway <laughs> dreams, dreams of a moment like that where yeah. you're just on fire and the crowd is going crazy and you've got a chance to literally take your team to the NBA Finals. Tell everybody what that moment was like, what you were feeling on the floor at that point when literally that dream comes true. It's really like an out-of-body out of body experience. Um, before the game, I was with Chris Gent, and we were actually working out before the game like it was a real game, like meaning they wouldn't anticipate me getting a whole lot of minutes, so we try to keep your, keep your adrenaline up. So I'm really working out, not know, I mean, keep your um, stamina up. I'm really working out, not knowing that tonight is going to be one of those nights. But again, you get out there on the floor and you start making shots and you just you fall into this zone. And when you get into that zone and you have just the, the arena and everybody around you, it's so loud. But to me, it was still real quiet just because I had I had tapped into this place that, yeah, I don't I think few people know what it's like. But when you get into that zone, there's nothing that could take you out of it. And I'm just thankful that it was on a night like that, which, you know, changed my life and, and took took Cleveland to an entirely different level. Well, Booby, I know now that uh, you've come in town and you've done some broadcasting for us. How do you see yourself? I mean, you're so knowledgeable about the game. Had you ever considered maybe coaching uh, besides just doing the broadcasting? Well, coaching is a little different because you got to kind of, at that point, you got to convince the other guy to do what you would do. And I'm not, I'm not big on that. I'm more of a, just a basketball junkie. I literally watch basketball all day, every day. Probably the biggest Cavs fan in the world now that I stopped playing. But that's just, that's that's my passion. I just love to talk about it. You guys, about any player on any team, I probably can tell you what's going on. I just love the game. And now I feel like that's where I, I, um, I can have my most effect is just like this, just having conversations about it, getting, getting into it. I enjoy this most of all. I think trying to get somebody to, to play the way that I want to play might be a little, little frustrating for me. Booby, I want to ask you about the Cleveland fan base because, uh, as you said, you created that moment with Cavalier fans, and yet uh, Cleveland, whether it's the Browns, the Guardians, the Cavaliers, they might have the most passionate, loyal fan base of any city in the country. I may be a little biased, but... Nah, it, Tim, it, not at all. Uh-uh. Yeah. Without, without a doubt, I've played in all the arenas. I've watched the games, and I, I see the fans waver and go back and forth. And, like, when I was there, we lost 20, what, five, 23 games in a row. We almost broke the, the record once, once Brian left. But what I'm telling you is still coming to the game, still feeling the energy in the fan, of the fans. It's just, I, it's just a different uh, atmosphere when, uh, no matter winning or losing, when those guys – come to support you and I attribute my career to them you know like those the the fans in Cleveland it's just it's a different bond that you feel that you feel with them 
and you just understand how much they really care about the sport down there. It's, to me, it's different. You talked about coaching your son. Can oh, yeah. he play, Booby? Can he play? He can shoot. He can shoot. Ooh, that's good. I that's the hardest him, thing to teach. I wouldn't give him full court on play. You know, he still rather play video games. But, but <laughs> getting the workouts in and, and listening to me in the drills, he'll shoot. He'll, he'll knock that thing down. That's what he'll do. Wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> How different is it to watch players, especially your son, compared to playing yourself? Uh, take us through that role. It's amazing how they just, without you telling them how you played or telling them how you moved or telling them how you shot the ball, that they just pick up on little things that you do and you start to see yourself come out in their game. So that's that's been the coolest part. When I see him, when I see him shoot a jump shot or he'll throw up his little goosey like I used to do, I'm like, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't show you, I didn't show you the uh, the three point sign, but I guess it all comes natural. And um, the biggest thing for me, man, you guys know. I used to have the biggest smile on my face when I was that's right. when I was playing, and um, and he does too. And so for me, that's that's what it's all about—just that genuine love for the game of basketball, not thinking about trying to make it to the NBA or, or anything else. It's just really about a um, genuine love for the game. And um, yeah, he has that too. Well, we got to close it out here as uh, the clock is running out. But I'll tell you what, this has just been so enjoyable to relive. <laughs> One yes. of the greatest nights and moments in Cavaliers basketball, and you made that possible, and you just exemplified Cavaliers basketball when you wore that uniform. So we appreciate you spending the time, and anytime you want to join us again, you're more than welcome. And like I tell Jim, man, you guys have a, a, a special, special, special place in my heart. I'm sure I'll Thank be you. down there around All-Star Weekend. And um, I just, yeah, I just love for the fans and you guys to know that anytime you need me to do anything in the city of Cleveland, man, y'all always got me forever and ever. Oh, Thank you, Booby. Awesome. Thanks, Booby. Daniel Booby Gibson, he joins us in the Legends Chair on Cavs HQ, presented by Betway. We'll have more after this on the Cavaliers Radio Network. During Season of Giving, presented by Oswald, 40 team members volunteered for 63 hours during week of service as part of the team member volunteer program. At Habitat for Humanity's Restore, team members helped sort and organize items for the Christmas store display. At Rocket Morgan's Fieldhouse, team members hosted Children's Hunger Alliance and worked together to help pack 600 plus meal kits, which totaled over 3,000 meals. Team members also volunteered at Northeast Ohio SPCA to help walk dogs, clean cages, and assist with various needs around the shelter. Cabs in the Community is brought to you by Discount Drug Mart. We'll be back with more Cabs HQ presented by Betway right after this on the Cavaliers Radio Network. Welcome back to Cavs HQ. It's presented by Betway on the Cavaliers Radio Network. Tim Elkhorn along with Jim Jones. And again, a huge thank you goes out to Daniel Booby Gibson, who joined us during the first segment of the program, reliving some great Cavaliers memories. And now we fast forward to Cavaliers present. And of course, this week, uh, Memphis here at Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse on Tuesday night. And then the Cavs will head west. They open up a West Coast swing Friday night in Portland. And then Sunday, 
They go to Golden State, and it's always great to talk to the voice of the Golden State Warriors, Tim Roy, who now joins us on Cavs HQ to talk a little bit about Golden State and uh, this crazy life we're all living in the NBA in present days. Tim, great to have you on, and great to have you join us again on Cavs HQ. Uh, it's always great to talk to you guys. Yeah, it's kind of been a weird season for everybody, some more than most, but uh, I think just about every team has been hit. We just saw Utah. I was in Salt Lake City, and I couldn't believe I'm looking at their injury report, and they have not lost a game to COVID so far. It's unbelievable. Wow. I, thought, I thought everybody had lost a game to COVID, but they haven't. Yeah. So who knows? It, these strange times indeed. Well, let's talk Golden State Warriors. Certainly, uh, boy, when the year got rolling, uh, the Warriors were a hot a basketball team as anybody out there. Just take us through what has transpired with this Golden State team. Well, they made a couple of um, adjustments last year with about 20 games to go. Kelly Oubre was hurt. Wiseman got hurt. And so uh, Steve Kerr shortened his rotation and just went back to playing the way the Warriors played before Kevin Durant. And it really worked. They went, They won 15 in their last 20. So at the start of this year, with a couple of interesting additions to the roster and Gary Payton and, again, Otto Porter Jr., Nemanja Bielitsa, and improvement by guys like Jordan Poole. In preseason, you're looking around and go, okay, it's preseason, but they really look pretty good. The ball's moving. Everybody seems to be, you know, accepting their roles. And uh, once the season began, it was really crazy because all of a sudden, about 10 games in, you're going, hey, this team's pretty good. And it, it's continued to go. They've you know, face some adversity and, you know, they've got some people coming back now. It's really been fun to watch. They move the ball. They really share the ball. And that's a great way to play. And I think that that makes them fun to watch, but it also makes it fun for the players because they know, you know, if they're open, the ball is going to get to them. You know, I've always been amazed, Tim, is how smart your team was. I always felt that the three championships we lost to you, everything else being equal physically, I always thought you guys seemed to be the smarter team. Talk a little bit about Steve Kerr and his approach to players. You know, his approach to players is, is I think, his biggest strength. I think it's, you know, as good of an X and O team as they've been at times. But I think his approach to players has been really good because he, he communicates with players constantly. You know, the one guy I forgot that they brought back was Andre Godala. And when you said about being a smart team, he's one of the smartest players I've ever seen. Yes. And he's really good. And, he you know, he'll do stuff like – in practice or in games, you'll see him go to a young player and he coaches on the floor. You know, he's telling players, no, 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 you have to come at this angle. You have to do this. You have I to you know, show that. And he's really good at that. And I noticed when he was acquired by the Warriors, one of the things he would do is after practice, you know, Steph and Clay go to work. They get their shots up. They, you know, they have a certain amount of makes they have to have. And, and, and they do that every day. What Andre would do is he would grab the young players and say, okay, we're going to work on our three-point shooting. And they would like go around the horn, around the, the three-point line, and they would practice. And everybody had to have a certain amount of makes, and he would lead that squad. So he helped Steve Kerr that way by, by taking charge of the young players. And what Steve does is communicate. I'll give you an example this year. Jonathan Kaminga, you know, he's 19. He wants to play. You know, he's he's yes. you know, he's bursting at the seams. He wants to get out there and play 30 minutes. And and he's just, you know, the impatience of a young player. 
So the Warriors held back guys from going to Toronto. They were afraid that if guys got tested positive in Canada, they'd have to stay there for two weeks. So we went right. up with our skeleton squad there. Toronto beat the Warriors. Kaminga starts in place. He scores 26 points. After the game, Steve Kerr pulled him aside and said, hey, you know what? If you got drafted by a bad team, this is what you'd be doing every night. Everybody be telling you how great you are. He says, but you're not learning that here. What you're learning here is how to win. Oh, I love it. Yeah, and that's that's the kind of stuff that he does with players. And I think he's so good with players off the bench. Usually, you know, guys will know, you know, if they're going to play a lot in a particular game because Steve will pull them aside and say, hey, I'm going to need you tonight or I'm not going to need you tonight. We were going to go play in a different direction. And so that communication is key for him. And I think it's a big, big strength. Some fabulous insight. Tim Roy, our guest, he's the voice of the Golden State Warriors, talking there about Golden State head coach Steve Kerr. And, Tim, just a quick follow-up on Coach Kerr. Of course, uh, he's been recognized now. Uh, he'll lead USA basketball. Just talk about that recognition for Steve and what it meant to him. I think the fact that he's uh, you know, taking over for Greg Popovich is a big deal to him because I, he – really is a, a pop disciple. He steals from Popovich and Phil Jackson all the time. <laughs> you know, I mean, literally plays and, you know, sayings and, and things like that. So I think that's a really big honor for him. He really enjoyed his time with Team USA and got to know a lot of players around the league that, you know, otherwise he wouldn't know so well. And um, it's a real big honor to him. And I think he's really looking forward to the next go around with Team USA. Had a lot of fun with that. You know, Tim, they want to find your style of play as small ball. But the way I've seen you guys play, it's not necessarily small ball, because then I look at your bench. That's all you've got over there. But they're so highly skilled. Wiggins, you guys have changed Wiggins. You, uh, you developed Poole, and you changed Porter's career. Talk about the culture there. You know, it, it's part of, of, of taking guys in, I think, Jim, and, 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 and finding the right role for them. I think the perfect example of that is JaVale McGee. You know, before he came to the Warriors, he had that, that, you know, what do people know him? He knew him from Shaq to fool. He, That's you know, right. he was kind of, kind of, you know, he was kind of always looked at as a little crazy and a little temperamental. And Steve Kerr figured out, you know what, we're going to play you for short bursts. You go in there and give us a good five minutes right now, good hard five minutes, and then I'm going to pull you out. And then you're going to go back in and get us a good hard five minutes. And he utilized what JaVale could do, which is jump. And, and, you know, he'd set a pick and roll and all of a sudden the ball would be thrown to the wing and there's Draymond throwing him a lob for a dunk. And because everybody has to pay attention to Steph. And so by showing what, you know, JaVale could do, I think it's added a couple of nice contracts for JaVale along the way that, you know, he's now looked at as a very uh, usable piece and a guy that you can win with. And so it's that kind of a, a situation. You know, they went to Otto Porter and they signed him and they said, OK, we're going to work on your body first. You know, we're going to you know, try to make sure that you're healthy this year and 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 wow. can get out there and, and compete. And so they worked on his body, you know, in training camp and things like that. And 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 it's it's you know, he you could tell he's just loving life now because he's playing again. And, you know, the Manu Bielitsa is a guy that that they added because they wanted a stretch four. But, you know, he wanted to handle a little bit because he likes to play make a little bit. And so Steve said, sure, go ahead. You know, and, and so I think they kind of look at a guy, you know, we all we all do this in the league, right? We look at a guy and, oh, he can't do this. He can't do that. And I think Steve has a better and our Bob Myers who runs basketball. Ops, I think they kind of 
flip it a little bit sometimes. Say, yeah, he can't do those things, but he can do this and this. Let's let's use this and this. And so I think they're very good at leaving themselves open to possibilities with players. A great point. Accentuate the positive, as they say. We'll take a quick time out. When we come back, we'll have more with Tim Roy. He's the voice of the Golden State Warriors. Of course, the Cavs and the Warriors will meet Sunday when the Cavs are out west. We'll delve further into this Golden State team following this on Cavs HQ, presented by Betway on the Cavaliers Radio Network. Welcome back. It's Cavs HQ presented by Betway on the Cavaliers Radio Network. Tim Elkhorn along with Jim Jones and, of course, Marty Allen doing a great job on the other side of the window as he pushes all the buttons and makes things work. And, again, great to have Tim Roy joining us here on the show. And, Tim, uh, well, you talk Golden State. How do we not ask you about Steph Curry? I don't know how many adjectives and accolades you have in your vocabulary. This guy is just unbelievable. Believable set the three point record earlier this season. Uh, boy, is he just getting better and better and better? Yeah, it seems that way. I'm I've run out of ways to describe him, and uh, <laughs> he's really you know, and I think we see this with other guys. You know, LeBron is one where they've really you know perfected the the science of how to get your body right as you get older, and I think that's a big deal. Steph is stronger. He's he's you know, his body is, is uh, I think, it, in, in terms of the way he goes about his business. How does he get ready for a game? What does he do on a day off? All those things, I think, contribute to it. But I think because he's stronger, he's taking the bumps better. You know, he gets knocked to the floor a lot because of the, his size. And, well, certainly not the way, you know, what in, in your era, Jim. I mean, I, you know, it's, it's, but but in today's <laughs> era, he, he gets yes. knocked to the floor a lot. Right. Uh, so, but he's just he's just remarkable. And I think the other the other part about Steph is and I know I've told you guys this before, is that he's so unselfish that he makes it, I think, easier for guys to play with him. They know if, uh, you know, Gary Payton hits a three, he's probably going to get the ball back in the corner. And, and, you know, when Steph will try to find him again or somebody will try to find him again. So I think Steph Steph kind of plays into that part of their their culture. And I think it makes it easier. And and, uh, you know, he's really also become a much better defender and he's taking a lot more pride in that side of the floor this year his defensive numbers are up and he you can tell he's a little stronger he can battle he can hold his position a little bit better and so uh, so i think he's really trying to set an example on on that side of the floor and really that's where the warriors have been really really good this year and that's been on defense yeah you know what uh, they talk about curry and everybody seems to struggle outside of his basketball ability defining what he is but he has become a cultural icon guys that could only shoot now can play in our league and play at a high level just because of the effect they have on the game the three-point shot but what kind of person is he you know I you see him with pictures with his family but that's only part of it can you give us a couple points or maybe a story about what kind of person he is so uh years ago his wife threw a surprise 30th birthday party for Steph really elaborate it was in san francisco and like a, a kind of a warehouse deal and they had you know a dj in the whole bit and so we all kind of hid in the warehouse and they came up they came across the bay on a boat to san francisco and pulled oh, up man. at this dock right and so we all were there and surprised him in the whole bit and you know the whole team was there and everybody and so being that uh, my wife and I are a little bit uh, older than the players, uh, we were you know checking out at a very respectable hour. So uh, I said, <laughs> "Look, I'm just 
I'm just going to go up and say goodbye to him. Right. So we walk up and hey, thank you for so much for having us. And I went to Aisha. Thank you so much for inviting us. And he goes, oh, no, you got to get in the way without that. And, and he walks over to my wife, gives her the, this huge hug. Right. This huge hug. And it meant so much to my wife that he would take yes. the time, come over there That's and just right. say, hey, you know, and and. You know, so it just shows the, his, you know, generosity of spirit, if you will. And the other thing is that, and I've never seen anybody do this, and it's it's very selfish for me to tell this story, but he comes and he'll do interviews. I mean, there have been times like in national TV games where he'll do national TV, he'll do ESPN radio, and he'll still come over and do us after that. You know, if he's wow. had like a momentous game, like a huge game or, or set a record, like in, like in New York. In New York, he went back and you were the – the, the radio interview for, for fans listening, the spot in New York is way back in the locker room. You can't see That's him right. in the whole bit. So he did all this stuff. And I told our PR guy, Raymond Ritter, I said, you know, if he's got too much going on afterwards, don't worry about it. You know, I don't want to bug him. And he, and he texted me in the post game notes, uh, Steph wants to do it, but just be patient. And so after about 10 minutes, you know, we, we took a break, came back. And here comes Steph, puts a headset on after oh all my that. Goodness. Okay? Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! And still does the interview, and, you know, it, and it's and 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 every time Jim he does the interview, guys, that, that he always tells people he shouts out my Twitter handle. He'll say, "Hey, don't forget to follow Tim at Warriors Vox on Twitter." You know, every time I love it. That? I love Who- it does that it's like they, yeah, he's, yeah. he's he's a, I, I mean you know i i'm there's a good part of me that when he retires i, I better retire because it's not gonna get better than that so <laughs> <laughs> both on but, and off the floor yeah it's like so but tim doesn't that also speak to the overall warrior culture you mentioned bob myers steve kerr uh they this tone has been set that even though we play at a high high level uh we still have to establish a culture where we relate to everybody yeah you know it's it's one of the things when the new ownership took over and you know i've been around long enough thank thankfully to be in good situations and bad situations and so uh when the new ownership took over they did not want a wall between basketball and the rest of the organization and so they made a real point of that that this is one organization and so uh, so that, and I think that kind of helped set that, that kind of tone that you talk about that everybody's approachable, everybody's likable. And, 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 and so it's, it's very easy, you know, to do your job in this situation. You know, I mean, you got Steve Kerr as head coach. I mean, he's one of the nicest guys, you know, former Cavalier, you know, you got, you got Steph, you got, you know, Clay is one of the more, uh, likable players around the association. So it's, it's, um, you know, it's it's a real good situation that we have right now, and and it's I, I have to tell you, I really believe that that attitude really helped during the the five year you know run that they had because yes. because it it didn't you, the the Warriors didn't splinter too much. You know, maybe the last year, obviously KD had his mind on on other things and and other opportunities, but but uh, they didn't splinter as an organization. I think that helped them get to five straight finals. You know, uh, Tim, I was just thinking about uh, there's so many things to think about because, you know, we almost became families. I mean, four straight years, Tim. I mean, come on. You, you <laughs> I was getting get a, get a little tired of seeing you guys, to be honest with you. <laughs> that's, that's right. You got to look at my ugly face. You know, I'm down oh. away from you. But, uh, but uh, you know, I was just thinking, you know, what a rivalry that was. You know, the greatest player at that time and then the up-and-coming 
uh, Curry and a different style of play that revolutionized how our game is played. Talk of just a minute or two about that. You know, I, I thought it was really good because it it, it combined what we wanted, uh, what we want in, in pro sports. You know, it had star power on both teams. Okay, so you have stars to, to look at and it had good role players on both teams. You know, neither yes. neither team gets to the finals without guys c- contributing, especially guys off the bench. And then the other thing was there was just an, enough dislike in this era that oh, made yes. it a, a, a rivalry. And I think we need a little bit of that. You know, I think, you know, the Warriors have always had, you know, a rivalry with a Chris Paul team, wherever he's been, Clippers, Rockets, wherever it is, now the Suns. And and I think with, with LeBron and the Cavaliers, there was that, there was a lot of, there was respect there. There's no, you know, but the, there was a, just enough dislike there to make it a little contentious. And I think that's, that's a little, spice that makes the great rivalry that it was and let's face it you know the Warriors were were fortunate you know that very easily could have been a 2-2 uh four-year run it could have been a 1-3 four-year run but you know they were maybe just a little deeper and and you know with with Kevin I mean that was you know that's when the Warriors were ridiculous because you know you had you know Steph and Clay and and, then what a uh, team I mean and Kevin uh, I have to say you know, LeBron, I'm sure, is, is like this as well for you guys, but the, the shot clock would be at seven and he would get the ball and he's well guarded. And but you knew he was going to get a good look up somehow, some way he was going to get shot up. It's just he's just ridiculous that way. Well, Tim, uh, unfortunately, we won't see you on Sunday. Uh, we did have the chance to see you when Golden State was here in Cleveland, but always enjoyed the opportunity to chat and certainly uh, you're regarded as one of the best in the NBA as far as the play-by-play role is concerned. Uh, I admire your work and so yep. uh, we appreciate you spending the time with us. Well, you guys know and Tim Tim knows because I, I text him once in a while as I listen to you guys all the time and I, I can tell you I was loving watching the the Cavaliers. I know you guys have had a bunch of injuries and situations that have kind of shifted things a little bit but that's a good group you guys have there and I think oh thank you yeah good good times are ahead for the Cavs that's a nice bunch oh, no thank doubt. you sir we, we look forward to it as well Tim we'll uh we'll talk soon we appreciate you stopping by always fun thank guys you, Tim. always fun Tim Roy he's the radio voice of the Golden State Warriors as he joins us on Cavs HQ presented by Betway we'll wrap this edition up after this on the Cavaliers radio network That's going to do it for this week's edition of Cavs HQ, presented by Betway. Boy, what a great show. Daniel Booby Gibson got things started in the first segment, reliving some great Cavalier moments. And how about the passion that he still has for the Cleveland fan base and the love of Cavaliers basketball? That was great to hear. And then, of course, a huge thank you goes out to Tim Roy, one of the great NBA play-by-play voices, as he calls all the action for the Golden State Warriors, and the Cavs will be seeing the Warriors on Sunday on their upcoming West Coast Road Swing. Boy, those were two great guests on this week's edition of Cavs HQ. All sorts of thank yous. Marty Allen, a great big thank you to you. Jim Jones, a huge thank you goes out to you. Thanks to Booby Gibson and Tim Roy. Biggest thanks goes to you, the listeners. We'll talk to you again tomorrow night when the Cavs take on Memphis. 6.30 with the pregame, 7 o'clock tip-off on the Cavaliers Radio Network. Until then, so long, everybody.